This is the Eating Well Podcast number nine on fast foods for January 2006. is available at eatingwellpodcast.blogspot.com and you can send us an email with your comments and questions to eating.well at gmail.com I'm Steve and I'm Michelle welcome to our show today we're going to talk about fast food and there's so many things that could be implied by fast food, but the most generic, common, well-understood term is the chain restaurants and their readily available, high-fat, high-calorie, high-sodium, high-sodium, great-tasting, great-tasting, cheap, <laughs> you know, cheap, of readily available convenience foods. Yeah, very popular. You can drive right through, get something for a dollar if you wish. Um, Probably not the best choice. Um, definitely not the best choice. <laughs> There's no probably about it, really. Right? Would you agree? Oh, yeah. So but I guess we'll, we could just really pose the question, like, is it really helping our nation to have all of these very convenient locations to get foods at? Well, if you're one of the people that owns one of these places, I think you think it's a pretty good idea. Oh, yeah. You have a lot of money. That's for sure. That's right. At least in this country. Uh, I haven't been around too much to see how popular they are elsewhere in the world. But uh, from what I hear, some of our major chains have started to spread out and have a global presence. Particularly McDonald's has been rather popular. Oh, yeah. I happened to be living in Japan in the 80s when they opened the first McDonald's there. And it was a long line, very expensive, hugely popular. And now, you know, recently in Europe, they're, they're everywhere. They're spreading out all over Asia. I haven't been to the other places recently, but... They really are popping up all over the world. And, you know, you hear about Asians being more healthy. And, yeah, when you actually live in Asia and eat the fish and the vegetables and walk around, that's one thing. But the teenage culture, even over there now, who's starting to eat more of the Kentucky Fried Chicken and McDonald's and, you know, living the more Americanized lifestyle, especially once they get over here, uh, it's yeah. a whole other issue. Yeah, it starts to break down that uh, phenomenon. And, you know, you actually, you know, uh, drive through and there are salads available and there are healthy options. But for the most part, we'll drive through and grab a burger, comes with fries and a soda. And a lot of people don't even realize the repercussions, the, the calorie consequences for these choices. You know, some people eat this way every day or twice a day or, you know, every meal of their day comes out of one of these uh, fast food places 
not perhaps not for a whole week, but several times a week. You know, I recently saw a documentary, and I wish I could remember the statistics that they were touting, but there are a lot of people out there who drive through in the morning for breakfast, they drive through for lunch, they drive through on the way home. If they're not eating all three meals a day from a fast food place, they're eating all of their meals, which are maybe one or two a day, but definitely at least one a day. It's yeah. alarming how many people are really doing this. Well, if you just look at it, like a large, large soda... And in the United States, a large soda is more than 40 ounces. Right. And a large French fry could easily be 2,000 calories. Right. And just to put some perspective on that, you know, 2,000 calories per day would be what would be required to maintain a woman's weight who weighs 200 pounds. And currently the trend is to have a combination, right? You get the combo. They bundle together the beverage, the the uh the fries and the and a burger or some other like main course, and we're only talking about the beverage and the French fries, the accessories to the main the main uh, course. And it really varies from place to place because a large at one place might be a small at another, or the super size is really the big one. You know, you can get an extra large order for pennies more, and that's easily over two thousand calories, like Steve was just mentioning, yeah. for just the fries and the drink. We're not talking about a diet drink; we're talking about a regular soda right. with the calories, and doesn't even take into account the actual sandwich. So right. you have several hundred more calories, and also keep in mind it doesn't include your other meals for the day, not your right. breakfast or your snacks, your dinner. Your desserts or your appetizers. You're, you're not going to be full on that meal for very long. You're going to need to eat again. You're going to feel hungry relatively quickly. Right, because you're having a lot of um, carbohydrates that aren't going to sustain your satiety for very long. And it's really no wonder that we have an overweight and obesity epidemic, epidemic on our hands at this point, the right. way that most Americans are eating. And the food has got a lot of sodium in it, not just salt, but sodium in it, and it's going to dehydrate you. You're going to be thirsty again. And if your normal behavior is to drink one of these high-calorie regular sodas in response to being thirsty, it's sort of like this vicious cycle where you start dehydrating yourself and respond by drinking something that dehydrates you. Right, right, right. And then there's also the caffeine factor that we talked about when we did our beverage podcast a while back. But, right. you know, in the sodium alone, I mean, most people don't really pay attention to it unless they have to per their doctor's orders, right. but we need about 2,400 milligrams a day. You can easily get thousands and thousands of milligrams in one fast food meal. Yeah. So once again, it's no wonder that we're having these uh, blood pressure problems and heart disease problems that we're having here with all of these um, high salted foods. Well, you know, I was there. This was I was a victim of this uh, lifestyle of this uh, of this cultural phenomenon in the United States. This uh, you know, it's uh, it's not meals made at home. It's no planning. Come as you will. Uh, you know food is accessible. As long as you have some money to pay for it, it's there. You don't have to worry about any sort of planning because no matter where you go, something is available. On any corner, there's one, two, three, maybe five choices to We can almost through. navigate by them. You know, there's so many. Yeah, well, you go down to the uh, fast food joint on this corner and turn left, and when you get to this joint, you turn right. And uh, there's uh, two uh, places on the left there, and I'm uh, right on the street in between them. Yeah. It's funny because I've, I've heard this before, and I, it doesn't work for me because I decided many years ago to really just write off these options and just not choose to, to make these fast food options part of my diet and part of my lifestyle. 
So when you do make that choice, it's interesting how much you notice that other people use them, like you said, as a navigation tool. You're like, well, I don't really know where that is. Right. right? You don't see right. them anymore. Well, some people would argue that they do have healthy options available, oh, right? Sure. They have salads, right? You know, my favorite burger joint does have a salad that's available. I may not always choose it, but they've got it. <laughs> yeah, and the, the thing is, is there is a salad on pretty much every menu these days because it's the supply and demand. You know, people demand something healthy, but the dressings that they serve with them are often disastrous. You know, yeah. hundreds and hundreds of calories full of saturated fat. Um, people will take more than one packet. There's croutons and fried chicken on top of the salad, or it's served in a deep fried bowl. With cheese. Right. You know, and you there's know, places that the salad itself has more calories than a burger would. Right, right. And, you know, I don't. I, they don't sell well. If you look at the numbers and how these things are doing, the, the salads and these healthier options are not selling well. And I think that the vendors only keep them on the menu so they cannot be the one that doesn't have it, right? You know, you're right. In my, they, in my years of uh, working in this line, I've heard of people who work in the corporate field in this area or the economists and they say you know these are money losers they're not money makers for the restaurant but just like you were saying they keep them on there just to say well we we have healthy options you know you right. can eat here they don't want to be the one that someone like you or i is going to say oh especially these guys here they don't even have any options that are worth uh, you know, looking at right so you know take it look at it for what it is they put it on there just kind of satisfy some ulterior motive not because they really think that this is a great product and they're serving you some benefit by putting it on their menu. And I do want to acknowledge and, and send a high five to those of you out there who are willing to drive through and get a salad and either carry your own dressing or order the low-fat or non-fat option or squeeze a lemon on there and, and get the bottled water or the diet soda because maybe in a pinch this would be great for you if you're willing to just get the salad and not use the high-fat dressing and move on your way and, and not bring the french fries into your car because you know if you do they're going to be eaten right you know right? it's it's very difficult for me when like i have my younger nephew in the car and he wants to go to that restaurant right and he is not going to choose the thing that i'm going to choose he's going to get that french fry and it's going to be in the car with me and it's bad environmental control you know it's not as easy to do when you have other people to consider so having a little extra planning on your part can help you I don't know, with the environmental control of those situations. And, you know, I have to say I'm guilty of this, too. If I'm in a car with someone and they order that stuff, I'll have a few bites of it, and it smells good, it tastes good. You know it's good because it was good the last hundred times you ate it. Right. But if you know what's really in it, you, you'll you choose to stop sooner or just avoid it altogether. And, and I have to just put a little plug in here and let you guys know that those oils that they're using to fry everything is the hydrogenated fat, the trans fat we mentioned um, also in one of our previous podcasts. So, you know, I commonly refer to French fries at these type of joints and establishments as cancer sticks because that's exactly what they are. They take a perfectly good potato and, and bombard it with trans fats. So, you know, it's really just artery cloggers. Right. Okay. Well, what about like sandwich shops? You know, different kinds of sandwich shops. Um... They're called delis in the United States. Subway is one of the major brand chains. Um, they have good options there, right? Mm -hmm. You get to build that sandwich. You tell them what you want on it and what you don't want on it. And it's in those choices that you determine whether or not you're getting a good choice or a bad choice. Oh, sure. I mean, they're, they're willing to put some vegetables on there and some, some lean meat, you know, turkey breast or, um, you know, 
whatever meats that you like, and whether it be a fast food establishment, you know, a drive-through or a deli or uh, or a restaurant even, the two biggest things I can um, pass on to you is no mayo, no cheese. You know, right. I, I know we'd love to have the may- mayonnaise on there, but if you skip it, you're likely not to miss it. Right. Hey, try it. Try it with some mustard. Mustard's a good choice. Great substitution. It adds that moisture back without adding anywhere near the amount of calories or fat. Skipping the mayo, skipping the cheese, you'll save hundreds and hundreds of calories, you know, tens of grams of fat, especially the saturated bad fats that we were talking about earlier. Um, really easy to do. And you know, it's not really the high quality cheeses that you would really enjoy to enjoy that they're putting on these sandwiches, right? Yeah, they're using the processed stuff. It's very cheap for them to put this cheese on the sandwich for for you. It's very bad for you to choose it. And then a third tip I'll just I'll put in your mind is that if you like chicken and you'll eat chicken, there's typically a grilled chicken sandwich anywhere you'll go. So chicken with a piece of lettuce and a tomato on a bun with your mustard, it can be a pretty nice option. It'll keep you full for a while and you're not getting the mayo and the cheese and the fried. You know, you have to make sure it's not the fried chicken sandwich right, right. but the grilled chicken. It, so it might be important to ask if it doesn't specify, you need to ask how the chicken is prepared and what kind of chicken it is. Yeah, if you just order the the special chicken sandwich, you're never quite sure what you're going to get. So you have to be very diligent in your ordering, you know, grilled chicken, no mayo, no cheese. And, you know, it's okay to be a little picky. Well, you need to ask for what you want. So there are some good fast food options if you want to use the term fast food. And there's things like that's food, uh, fruit and vegetables that are ready to eat. I like those... Um, they're, they're like a little plastic bin filled with water and a vegetable. It's already cut and cleaned and it's ready to go. And I'll uh, take the little plastic seal off, dump out the water, and then I have, you know, a cup or two cups worth of vegetable, you know, uh, celery or uh, carrot sticks or radishes or whatever it is. And I guess they're intended for like um, serving like party platters and such right. like that you know whatever I'm having it I don't get any dressing or anything that goes with it or don't need it don't need it yeah and Steve knows me well enough I refer to myself as kind of a fast food junkie in general but using the term fast food a little different in the way that you're describing which is the cut up and ready to eat vegetables and you know we have to realize that we are busy and our time is valuable so in my Opinion, it's worth a few extra dollars to pay someone else to, to do the washing and the peeling and the cutting and the chopping and just get these carrots and apples and celeries and berries, anything that you can basically open up the bag, open up the container, and it's a fresh product that's ready to eat. Right. I like the baby carrots. 16 ounce. They make the smaller ones now, which are a lot more convenient. But the 16 ounce, but the 16 ounce bag of baby carrots, I'll take, and it's... It's durable. It'll last a day out of being refriger- uh, not being refrigerated, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, eat it throughout the course of the day. And these carrots are just really filling. Yeah, and they're sweet and crunchy and makes the drive go by yep. for a good amount of calories and good nutrition. There are a few entrees, like um, the Lean Cuisine and the Weight Watchers and South Beach Diet ones that... Or like a frozen dinner, like TV dinner type of things. And, you know, we could sit here for a long time talking about which entrees to avoid. So we're not going to sit here and list the ones that you should not eat. Because they're not all great options. There's a lot of bad ones out there that are very high calorie, very high sodium. It's just like driving through somewhere. So the ones that Steve just mentioned are the ones that we think are, are better quality options. Absolutely. Now, 
among them, you still have to read the label. Oh, yeah. You know, you have to look at what, you know, look at the calories, look at the fat, and decide if that's a good option for you. Look at the size of the amount of food you're getting. It might be very low calories and then a very small portion. So just pay attention. Realize what you're getting. Pay attention and read those labels. Uh, One product that we both use is the uh, HMR uh, Health Management Resources Entrees. And one of the benefits is they don't require refrigeration. Right. They're, you know, they're smaller than most. The sodium is low. The calories are very low, but I keep them in my office. I keep them in my briefcase, in my car. Just they're very portable. You you can leave them in your cabinet, in your pantry. That doesn't take up any freezer or refrigerator space. They're pre-cooked. You can open them up and eat them as is or pop them in the microwave for a minute just to warm them up. Yeah. Yeah. They don't have to be eaten warm, but they do definitely taste better warm. Oh, yeah. So we're going to put a link as well on our website for the hmrprogram.com where you can peek at them, order them, and try them out if you'd like. Um, but we really like them. They're a pretty good quality And product. I think you told me about the tuna in a pouch. Yeah, the tuna in a pouch. I think I don't even know the maker, but it's like a, a, a popular tuna Star-kissed, brand. Starkist, I think. Starkist or something. Yeah. Is it Starkist? And Chicken in the Sea also has one also, I think. Yeah. And they're wonderful. Have you tried them? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think they're great. And I, you know, honestly, I haven't looked at the sodium because I'm not a huge, you know, I don't take in a lot of sodium anyway, so I haven't looked at that part of the label. But I know that they have a hickory smoked and a lemon herb and a plain one, but they're just packed in their own tiny little bit of water. And Yeah, that's what I like the best. You know, if you get it, the tuna in the can, it's got a lot of water in it. Mm-hmm. It's a heavier, a heavier product, too. You have to search for a can opener. Right. They have some of the pull-top ones, but now you're still stuck with a sharp-edged can. Anyway, uh, the the flavored ones do have a little more sodium in it. Yeah, it's not, it's not. I wouldn't personally have it every day type of thing. Right. It would be too much. But, uh, I mean, in a pinch, they're terribly convenient, you know. They're portable easily. You can keep them in your car and so forth. Yeah, I, mean, I definitely, once again, as long, uh, in addition to the entrees that I carry around, I also have these tuna in the pouches with me all the time because they're very small and portable, and you can find a plastic fork anywhere, so in a pinch, it's, an, it's a nice thing that will hold you over for a good hour or so. Right. So, you know, in my office at any given time, I'll have these entrees up there that don't require freezing or refrigeration, these foods, you know, lasagna and whatever, and these tuna in a pouch, because like I said, you can easily find a utensil, and canned fruit. Right. Right. That's uh, fast food for you. Right. Doesn't get much easier than that. And one of the things I like to do is, uh, it's not as fast, it's more of like a time management type thing, is to make a big salad. Oh, yeah. That I have I have made ahead of time, and then package it into smaller servings and store those ready to go. Without the dressing. Without the dressing. Maintain yeah. the freshness there. And then, you know, like I mentioned earlier, if you're willing to pay a couple extra dollars for yourself and save the time of washing and tearing and all that good stuff, you can buy these ready-made salads in a bag that I know are really popular these days. Oh, yeah. But I'll also buy, like, the broccoli that's all cut up, the carrots that are shredded, the beets that are ready to go. Like, anything that you are interested in throwing in a salad bowl, you can pretty much spend a you know a few more pennies and get it already cut up for you. So you just pull out the bags, throw it all in a bowl, mix it up, and it's ready to go. And just like Steve's mentioning, put them into smaller containers so that you have it for lunch the next day. You just have to open up the fridge, pull out the container, and it goes with you. Now, all the things we've been mentioning are kind of low-calorie, lower-calorie options, but there are some more portable foods that are higher calories, things like nuts and dried fruits, and they're still better options than like chips. going to a fast food place, right? Yeah, they're, they're definitely, like at least that. there's nutrition. Right. So we're not saying don't have them, but just watch the amount of portion, the portion control on that. 
You know, you don't want to have three cups of walnuts. (laughs) (laughs) Or even one cup. Right, even one cup of walnuts. Yeah, I'm glad that you mentioned that because that's another thing I keep in my desk drawer is some almonds and some dried apricots and, you know, dried fruits. But just like you're mentioning, these are great nutrition, however, very high caloric value. So you'll want, you'll not want to open up the bag and start nibbling on them because before you know it, you did eat a cup. Right. Uh, And if you're looking to lose weight or manage one's weight, that's not going to do it. Especially if this is like one of your favorite foods, you know, like you really are into almonds or raisins. I know some people just can go nuts with raisins. The nice thing is um, they're, they're selling uh, pre-portioned and, and bagged up nuts these days and dry fruits. So you can get a very, you know, like they have had a little red box of raisins for a long time. They're starting sure. to do that with nuts now. Yeah. So, that's, that's a wonderful product. Or do it yourself, you know, get it, get it in bulk and then get your own little tiny Ziploc baggies and, and put an ounce in there and take it with you. I do this with snacks a lot is if buy it in bulk so it's cheaper and then put it in the little baggie so that it's one portion at a time so you don't just open up the big one and start mindlessly eating it it's easier um so just kind of along the lines of fast food in general there's um a couple of books that i wanted to recommend that i think are a great sources and references the first one is fast food nation by eric schlosser and uh, you were saying something about this earlier that's right uh fox searchlight productions along with a uh, along with another writer have turned this book into a full feature-length movie Awesome. scheduled to come out in 2006 and um, it's got some big name actors on board and instead of being like a documentary like uh, Super Size Me was mm-hmm. they're going to try and make it um, you know telling the story and, and giving it through a character you know so it's going to be I think they're going to try and fictionalize it a little bit or very cool I mean if you're interested in seeing how this um, uprising of the fast food joints in particular the, you know, the corporate chains um, originated and what kind of impact they've played on our on our culture and it's a really interesting read yeah oh yeah so um, the grab other that one, book go ahead grab that book watch out for the movie it'll be coming along um, the next book I want to recommend is called Diet for a New America and it's written by John Robbins who happens to be the son of the founder of Baskin Robbins kind of ironically um, John Robbins takes the approach of a more plant-based diet and you know describes the impact of you know raising cattle in our country and how that all plays plays out but really just opens our eyes to some variables that really affect the environment with our food choices and uh, we're going to put a link to the Super Size Me. We mentioned it here. We're both pretty big fans of uh, that movie. So uh, we'll give you a link out to supersizeme.com. Give them a look. So check out our website. It's eatingwellpodcast.blogspot.com. Plenty of easy-to-click-on links there to all the things we've mentioned in the show. And you can send us an email at eating.well at gmail.com with your comments and questions. Yeah, we would really appreciate your feedback very much. And we're still tinkering with the email, you know. So. Yeah, so if you've written in recently and you haven't gotten feedback, um, it's on its way. <laughs> we're just right. working it out. A few, a few minor details with Gmail and email clients and, you know, having making sure both of us can get it and reply. It's, we're working on it. Yeah, we appreciate your dedication to the show and, and your patience. Thanks. The RSS feed for our podcast is http colon forward slash forward slash feeds dot feedburner dot com forward slash eating well. All right. Be well. Be well.
The exit music is So Funky It Stinks by Furious Ball. Part of the Podsafe Music Network. Available at music.podshow.com. <laughs>